When God said to, when Jesus said to the man, stand up and walk, he, he was crippled, he couldn't walk. But when he told the man, stand up and walk, his crippledness just disappeared and he stood up and walked. When Jesus was out walking on the water, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story. So when he was walking on the water, the number of the disciples, the apostles, were in a boat. It was super windy. Waves were all over. They were about to sink. And, and they look out, and they see this guy walking on water. Like, who walks on water? Like, nobody. They see him walking on water, and they think he's a ghost. And Jesus says to them, No, it is I. And then Peter says, Peter's the, like the, the most important of the apostles. He had a special connection to Jesus. Jesus was going to give him the authority to govern the church. Peter says to Jesus, Lord, if it's truly you, tell me to come to you walking on water. And Jesus says to him, come. Peter gets out of the boat and he walks on water. He keeps his eyes fixed on Jesus. He's able to walk on water. He didn't, he didn't know how to swim. Well, a little bit, but it was big waves, and you would always drown if you, if you were in big waves. But he's walking on water. And then he takes his eyes off Jesus. And he looks at how windy it is, how big the waves are. He forgets about Jesus for a moment, and he begins to sink. And then he says... Lord, save me. Jesus reaches out his hand, grabs Peter, and brings him into the boat. When Jesus says things, it happens. It happens. So when the night before Jesus died, he gave us the great sacrament of Holy Communion. The great sacrament. And in our Gospel reading today that Deacon Dan just read, it's the Easter Sunday morning uh, Gospel reading. So Jesus... Remember the dead man? He was dead. He was buried in the grave. He died like you see up there on the crucifix. Hands nailed to the cross. Feet nailed. His side was pierced. But three days later, he turns back alive. He, he conquers sin. He conquers death. He turns back alive. And then he comes to this room where the apostles had locked themselves into. They're, they're, they were freaked out. Because like, if we get arrested like Jesus was, like, like our master was arrested, they kill us, like, we don't want that. So they, they hid themselves, they locked themselves inside the house. And the God of the universe, Jesus, comes through the locked doors and appears in their midst. He appears to them, and he says to them, Peace be with you. Do you guys have some days where like, your heart is like all perturbed, like disturbed, and you're like, you know, like, Things are going on in your heart, and you're like, I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. Has that ever happened to you guys? That happens to all of us. Jesus says to the apostles, because their hearts were like that at that moment, Jesus says, peace be with you. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. There was one apostle who wasn't there. Did you guys catch his name? What was his name? Thomas. Thomas, yes. His name literally means the twin. He had a twin brother. Thomas. Thomas wasn't there. And when the apostles told Thomas that Jesus is risen from the dead, he says, like, ah, can't believe that. He said, unless I take my fingers and I put them into the holes in his hands, and I take my hand and put it into the hole in his side, I will not believe. 
three sets. I'm not going to believe that. The next week, so a week after Jesus rose from the dead, which is like today, a week after Easter, Thomas is there with the apostles. And Jesus appears again. And he turns to Thomas and he, and he says this. Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. And bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Meaning that he rose from the dead. And Thomas, he falls down on his knees. He says, my Lord and my God. He came to believe that a dead man can turn back alive. And then Jesus says to him, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. That, those are the words I want to say to, to all of you today. When we come walking down this aisle, when we see the Savior host, it doesn't look like Jesus. But he gives us himself. It's difficult to believe, but it's not impossible. He gives us himself so that we might be filled with life. You guys eat a lot of food from time to time, right? What's, what's your favorite food? Hot dogs, right? You like hot dogs. Anybody like broccoli? You like broccoli? <laughs> We have all kinds of food we like, right? And when you eat the food, what happens? So the food, you digest it, and the food turns into you, it nourishes you. It gives you life. But the food is gone. When we receive this food, the body and blood of Christ, something happens differently. The food doesn't turn into us, but we turn into the food. This is what I mean. When we receive Holy Communion with great faith, we turn into being like Jesus. When we receive Holy Communion with great faith, with great love, we say, Jesus, I want to be like you. He actually gives us the grace to do all kinds of crazy things that other people can't do. For example, he helps us to, to stop lying. He helps us when someone does something bad to us. He helps us to forgive them. Only, only people who love Jesus, love him a lot, and beg him for that strength are able to do that. To forgive someone who hurts you. doesn't say that what they did was good. No. When people do bad things, they're bad things. But it says, I'm going to love you even though you've hurt me. Because Jesus loves me, even though I hurt him. The food that we eat here in Holy Communion, we become like the food. If we want to. If we come down walking down the aisle and we just don't care, well, whatever, nothing happens to us. Because God can't change our hearts unless we want it. But when you guys receive Holy Communion today, you're going to come here. I'll say the body and blood of Christ. And you'll say amen. Then you'll go back to your pews. You'll kneel down. Close your eyes. Say, Jesus, thank you.
thank you for coming to me. One final story. This is more for you adults, but it's also for you children. When I say that it's difficult to believe that it's truly Jesus' body and blood that we receive, I, I mean that. It's crazy. Uh, for those who have faith, it, it becomes easier. But it's, it's one that is actually really the main thing that separates Catholics from, from some Protestants. Some Protestants believe it's truly Jesus, but uh, the further one gets away from Martin Luther or the Anglican Church, the less one believes it's truly Jesus. Some just think it's a sign. There's some Catholics. I would guess there are some of you who are in the pews today who think, like, that's not Jesus. If Holy Communion is not Jesus, we better not be Christians. Because when Jesus says at the Last Supper, for this is my body, if he's lying to us, we can't believe him in anything else. If Jesus, when Jesus says to the, all the people who are gathered around, he says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life within him, and then all these people walk away, because like, I can't believe this kind of stuff. If Jesus is lying to them, we better not be Christians. Go become Buddhists or something. I don't know. But we believe him because there's no other man in the history of humanity who turned back alive when they died. So we believe Jesus that he truly gives us his body and blood. So here's the story I want to tell. This happened down in Argentina just in the 1990s. There's been other events like this that happened before. This, this parish in Argentina, keep in mind, this was the diocese, Buenos Aires, the diocese that Pope Francis was Archbishop at the time. He wasn't Pope then. He was, he was Archbishop of Bergoglio. The priest, at the end of Mass, was brought a, a host. Someone had come up, received Holy Communion. They, either they didn't recognize what it was, or they didn't care. I don't know what it was, or maybe both. But they came up, they received Holy Communion, most likely in their hands, and they walked out. They went to the back of the church, and there was these candles in the back, a little glass, like over here. And they threw the host into the candles. At the end of Mass, someone was walking by and saw the sacred host there. Picked it up, brought it to the priest. But when that happens, the priest wants to take the sacred host, and he puts it into a, a little container. If you can see it right next to the tabernacle, there's a little container with water in it. Usually the, the priest or deacon will dip his fingers in there to, to dissolve any particles that are still on his fingers after Holy Communion. The priest will put it there into that water and then place it in the tabernacle, the, the gold container in front. So that's what this priest did. Over time, the usually, most of the time, the host will dissolve. And when it dissolves, Jesus is no longer present there because it no longer has the effects of or the appearances of bread. So the priest did this. Put the host in the tabernacle. This is a true story. He came a week later. The host was still there. But it was not only there, it had a big bloody spot in the center. 
Greek to three style things. And then he he told his archbishop, which would have been now Pope Francis, and an archbishop Borgoglio, Pope Francis, then told them to take pictures of it. So they they took photos. The the bloody spot kept growing. It kept getting larger. More and more, the host became to look more like like flesh. A number of years went by. I don't know, two, three, four years. At some point, Archbishop Bergoglio said, I want you to, to send a part of the host to a scientific office. So they sent it to, I think it was Los Angeles in, in California. That was the place I think they sent it to. The doctor there, or the, the scientist, knew where it had come from. And he said, this, this is real flesh. It has the effects of real flesh. So more time went by, and then they sent it to a scientist on the East Coast, not telling him what it was. When he examined it, this is what he found. He said it's the, it's the muscle tissue of the heart. But it's not only that, he said, with, with the flesh was showing, he said it's muscle tissue that has been under a lot of stress. It had high white blood cell count. This host had been in water for a number of days, a number of years even. When, I don't know if you guys know this, when white blood cells are put into water, they dissolve. They didn't dissolve. Whenever the, the body is under stress, it will always increase the white blood cell count. The scientist said this man was under a lot of stress, and he had been brutally beaten. For his heart to be under stress like that. He was then told that that what was given to him was a sacred host. And he said this, truthfully, I do not believe that's a host. I do not believe that, he said. Every now and then, the Lord says to us, I want to make another miracle for those have not seen. Sometimes we struggle in our faith, sometimes we struggle, and every now and then the Lord will give a miracle to remind us that what he said is true. That hostess, from my understanding now, is still, our parts of it is still there in Argentina and Buenos Aires. But that's one of many miracles. There have been miracles like that throughout the centuries. I could tell you stories all day. You can go online and, and look up the story if you like. My point being this. What happens today, kids, when you come and receive Holy Communion, it's truly Jesus. It's not going to look like flesh, thankfully. Thankfully. It's going to taste just like you tasted last Wednesday, but it's going to be truly Jesus. 
Jesus wants to come into your life. He wants to be with you always. He wants to be with you always. So again, parents, thank you for, for bringing your kids. The best gift that you can give your kids is to ask. Everything else in our lives is passing away. Everything else but the Mass isn't. Jesus is not. Let's take a moment of silence.